I was going on, on a trip uh, as an executive director. I was going on a trip and, and uh, I generally try to do all business in a meeting like I teach you. I always try to do everything in a team meeting. The objective being you have one meeting and everything happens here. Even when you get to be the ultimate. You know, we don't have just, and we we're going to have multi-sites and we're going to start uh, Impact University and we're going to be going into different parts of the world and we're going to expand. It, it's all still done in one place with one team. We don't just, as we do more things, just now have more teams all over the place. We have deeper teams, but you as the CEO have one. So I always tried to relegate everything to one meeting, but this I didn't have that opportunity and there were some very pressing questions that I had and I needed answers. So I sent this particular individual, one of the, one of the uh, leaders, I sent him a, 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 a memo and we didn't even have email then, so it's memo still. But, it, but uh, I sent him this memo and I, said, and I asked him a whole ton of questions. And then the response I got back was, <clears throat> The questions you, this is what, how he responded back to all my questions. The questions that you asked only raised an, another s whole series of questions that um, were concerns. And we realized that we're just, conf we're really confused, but we're confused at a higher level about more important things. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, we're confused at a higher level about more important things. So the worst thing that could happen here today would be that you would be confused at a higher level about more important things. Now, <clears throat> Let me maybe help a little to defer some of the, or head off at the past, some of the confusion, and that would be that um, some of you may be ready to move into and transition into ultimate, so you can begin to apply it literally, and others of you will just get a vision and realize there's more which hopefully would accelerate your learning curve or, or give you more motivation to move rapidly through the learning of the maximum. And using that will be big time, will work big time for you. So you, you just take it wherever you're at and don't get too overwhelmed with it, having only heard the basic yesterday for many of you. And I don't want to confuse anybody. Okay, the ultimate CEO. So as you can see on the, one of the cover sheets in front of you there, but the ultimate, you don't have to go there, but the ultimate CEO, to ensure your trajectory to what? To optimize productivity and ultimate freedom. 
Now, that's not an oxymoron. You can have, how many of you feel today, even though you may not be in the ultimate, but you have a measure of greater productivity and more freedom? Praise God. What a wonderful testimony. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this system that can provide that to the greatest, Amen. the leaders in the greatest positions in the world. So, optimize productivity and ultimate freedom. How seemingly successful leaders, seemingly successful, because we never arrive, and we have a lot of big ministries out there, they're not optimally successful. They're seemingly successful. They're big. They've got a big crowd. It's, <clears throat> it's a big gristmill of people. But who's getting discipled? And when the key figurehead leaves, what's left? So don't, don't compare. Don't, what's that word? Covet. Don't covet that stuff. Don't compare yourself to them. What does God really care about? What are you doing with the people I send to you? What are you doing with them? I mean, I always think of the pastor up in North Dakota. He's this far from Canada. There's only 500 people within 50 miles of his church. 500 people. Is he going to have a mega ministry up there? No. That's not his assignment. Unless he flies them in. <laughs> he, <clears throat> he's not going to have a mega ministry up there. But he's doing a lot better than most of us. Because he's got a large percentage of those 500 people coming to his church. But that's what God, that's, isn't, am I not right? Is, that's, that's what God's criteria is. What are you doing with the people I send? Are you keeping them? Are you restoring them? Are you assimilating them in? And are you discipling them so that they can be of greater value to me and they can reach their destiny in me? So, to how seemingly successful leaders and organizations actually become optimally successful and for you to gain the ultimate intimacy with God, an ultimate ROI, return on investment for God, and in your ministry, in your personal mandates, in your destiny, and to leave a lasting legacy. When you build something that's self-sustaining, it will last. If it's built right. It will last, just like Jesus' succession plan lasts. Now, in the, in the optimum CEO product from Global 10, you heard Pastor Whitfield last night talk about the multi-sites that he and Susan now have in Statesville, multi-site. That's happening all over the place. People, I'm not saying you should have multi-sites. You do what God tells you to do. But if God tells you to do multi-sites like he did, then you need to be prepared, like he said. We need to be prepared, and he has the infrastructure here. He has teams. He has a culture and a DNA so that when he sends people over to Statesville, they represent what he's established here because of the, the, the system that's in place here. The DNA, the culture's established. So... <clears throat> Multi-sites 
may or may not be what God's telling you to do. That's not important. But whatever God tells you to do with the right system, you can do it when the time comes. If God tells you to, uh, to uh, reach and establish Bible colleges all over Europe and then into Africa and then into the Middle East and then to Eastern Europe, then you have a system that and he, they can leave knowing that there is a system in place at home that he, and they can do all these things and translate into how many, how many translations do you have to do that you're believing for? Believing for millions of dollars to be able to do what? Translate 20 books into 38? 38 different languages. Well, that's a pretty hefty assignment. And but multi-sites, do, do all of that. And, and so, but I, what I wanted to point out to you was what it, it's just what I said. You can do anything. This is, if you can get the foundational stuff in place, then whatever God launches you into, you can do it. I just had the pleasure of talking to uh, Pastor Matt Beamer. And uh, I was telling him, you guys are awesome. I met half of you last night. I don't know where the rest of you were, but, you know, I, no, I just couldn't meet all of you. There you are. I, but but uh, Matt is what, was pastoring in Manchester, England. And uh, is that right? Yeah, Manchester. Yeah. In Manchester United. Uh, football. And... Uh, I remember we met. What did you tell me this morning? How many years ago? Four years ago. And he had a vision for Nigeria. And, a vi and, and now he has a vision for Egypt. He's, <laughs> that's, that's tough plowing in Egypt right now. Yeah. And, <clears throat> but he, and he, he was able to build a church in Manchester and leave the church in good hands and come to Nigeria and do what he's doing, building Bible colleges. So that's my point. But with the multi-sites on the ultimate CEO product, uh, that is the part that's just about finished, final edit. I'm going home to do the final edit next week. Then, uh, and coupled with what we do today, uh, but on there was Jim Tomberlin, who was here in G10, right? Yeah. And uh, there, there are the equivalent of two sessions on there. I just, I just saw them because I went through the, I've been going through the product. And two sessions on multi-sites, and it's invaluable. And, you know, you let him plant some seeds. Uh, so when God starts to speak to you about it, you'll understand what it is. He's a multi-site guru. And uh, we had him come in here, and uh, he did a great job. Uh, we've got a equivalent of a couple sessions on there. So you should take a look at that. And uh, then you'd be well prepared when God, you'll, be, you'll have your pump primed when God begins. Okay, so let's get started here. Not, we've been started, but let's rev it up. And, oh boy, uh, Jason, can you go back in my coat pocket and get me my glasses uh, out of the left 
breast pocket of my jacket. As an ultimate CEO, you will have the freedom to aggressively pursue your ministry gifting, desires, and assignments. Giftings, desires, and assignments. To be the entrepreneurs that you were designed to be from the beginning of time. No more restrictions and delays. No more being consumed with nonsense. Whatever desire and plans God has put on your entrepreneurial spirit can be addressed and accomplished now. And what are those? Impacting the missions field, as a exa few examples. Impacting the missions field, multi-sites, media exposure, educational thrust, apostolic initiatives, writing, whatever it is, all of the above, unlimited. Unlimited. And in some of these things, God's been speaking to you for a long time about these things. And you can't get to them because you're so consumed with the doing of the ministry. And we don't have a self-sustaining system so that you can move out of the day-to-day -day and into the entrepreneurial leadership role. <clears throat> one, of the, one of the CEOs here today is, is, uh, has done that and is, is moving into a whole nother level. And I, I, it's, it's a confidential thing and I can't share it, but uh, it's unbelievable what's happened when he's taken this system and worked it. The ultimate productivity and freedom. Maybe it isn't in my, oh, is that it? You find it? Thank you. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate you, brother. You have a good heart. The ultimate productivity and freedom. Gain the ultimate intimacy with God with an ultimate ROI for God in your ministry and in your personal mandate. So some are already doing it or beginning to do it so they understand it a little better than the, the average. Some are ready to move. Some are right where the, the, the small V is and are about to transition. This would be the, the transition point here or the crossover point from maximum into some are, some are here moving into it some like you heard last night some are moving into it then some are right in the point of transition and some are about to transition and some of you are nowhere near transitioning because you're here like we talked about yesterday but that's the trajectory and I believe that's what God wants us to see. Some doing it, some ready to move, some not quite ready, some uh, nowhere near ready, and some just getting started, as I just said. <clears throat> this is a system that allows for a complete trajectory. This isn't a system that just gets you a certain distance. This is a system that allows for the complete trajectory. It is a system that evolves and only promotes, I'm just reading things I've, wrote here, I've written here, a system that evolves and only promotes when all the, men, when all the uh, methods, processes, and procedures are mastered. You can't make this transition until you've mastered 
the maximum. So it promotes when all methods, processes, and procedures that are involved with the system are mastered and maximized, then and only then have you earned the ability and are you ready to transfer to ultimate. Did that make sense? Okay. And as I've said several times yesterday and as I'll amplify on tomorrow, the, the key in both camps is discipleship. You don't get to the ultimate unless you disciple people into the maximum. Because as you're going to see here, you have to have a stronger infrastructure to go further. So last time in the product, I asked these questions. I'm not going to repeat them all, but what is it? The ultimate CEO, what is it? What does it entail? How does it work? How do you get it? How do you keep it? What will it provide you? How do you optimize your ROI? What does, how does my role elevate? What do I achieve when I achieve it? And so forth. And that's all explained in Global 10, the, per, the first part of the product. There, there is a term that I uncovered. It's called Ultima Thule. I believe that's how you pronounce it, T-H-U-L-E, ultimate thule. What does that mean? It means the farthest point to the greatest degree or the maximum ultimate limit. And in, in ancient geography, they applied that term to the farthest habitable region on earth. <clears throat> I don't want to get into that. I don't even understand it. But... <clears throat> What this is doing down here in the maximum is building strength and then with the, with the basis of strength, then you have an unlimited trajectory. You can go anywhere and do anything. So this is about distance. This is about strength. If, if, if you want to simplify the difference between the two. So maximum is the greatest quantity. Strength, the greatest quantity, the greatest amount, the greatest degree, the greatest number. To make as great as possible, to increase to the max, strengthen. Ultimate is the most distant, the furthest extreme. All that you would want to accomplish for God. All he wants to accomplish through you. Positioning yourself to go well beyond what current, currently consumes your time and effort. That's what we have to work on. Because right now you're restricted still, many of you, most of you. Or you're just restricted by the demands of just what you have today. So you can't move. You can't continue to grow. You can't be who you were created to be. That's what I'm trying to convey. That's what I want you to see. I want you to be all you can be. There's nothing more rewarding and more valuable than what I'm favored to do here. To, to be able to impart the things that God taught me and help you be all you can be. To keep, keep you strong in your calling. I've dedicated the rest of my life. I mean, I'm 72 and I, you know, I, I need at least another 40, 50 years to to do this but I, but 
to keep you strong in your calling. But now, I, this what I'm trying to say here is not just keep you strong, not just keep you going, keep you from quitting, keeping, keep you from uncalling yourself. I mean, yeah, that's the first charge, my first mandate. <clears throat> but, but to help you be all you can be for Christ, to reach the, your destiny, the purpose for which you were created from the beginning of time. That's what we're now working on, okay? So I get, that's, that's where I'm coming from. That's what I care about. When I started talking about you yesterday, and the anointing came on me yesterday at one point. Thank goodness we didn't had a few minutes before the break. <laughs> we're getting close to the break now, yeah. Right. Just getting started. Okay. Um, I got ultimate and discipler up here, and I kind of wished I had another one to share this. Um, let's do it over here. We'll do maximum over here, down here, next to maximum. So I want to, I want to prime the pump here by sharing this with you. Do literally, when do we? Have, how much time do I have? To the break, huh? Ten minutes. Okay. So down here, what what? In order to qualify for the ultimate, let's just let me give you a couple of, of pointers here in terms of what we need here, and it falls in line with the continuum over there. But let me let me do it here so I can keep those two where they are. What what you must have if you're going to go anywhere is successors. You can't go higher without more infrastructure under you, more errands and hers holding you up, more competent errands and hers holding you up. So you've got to have outstanding leaders. They need to be very outstanding for you to go further. Outstanding leaders. They need to have excellent skill sets. Just like you're developing now, now they have to have what you have. Hopefully they will be better than you. If they're better than you, you will go further. Positioning, process, planning, and performance. Performance, our skill sets. They're going to have to perform in your absence. When, he, when he's in Africa, when Pastor Grunewald and Michelle, when they're in Africa or Eastern Europe or wherever they go and God sends them, then they've got to know that they have skilled people operating in competency with skill sets behind, back there. And what did you hear last night? That's happening. Amen. And then enough skill sets so that when you have a multi-site, you can transfer teams over there and they take that skill over there and hit the road running. It's not like we start all over in Statesville. But you send a team over there, the team is not starting here. The team is already up here. Okay, so you got outstanding leaders, excellent skills, and uh, just one other I'll put up here. But you have competencies that go deep. Competencies. And the deeper the competencies, the greater the capacity of your ministry to handle more stuff. 
So that it's like building a foundation. <clears throat> and <clears throat> okay, number the next one then is so you have successors and then you have a succession plan. Planned succession. So it's planned. And it's worked on. Feverishly. So what is, if you have succession and a succession plan, what do you have? You have depth of Aaron's and hers. We don't just have a skeleton crew of warm bodies that can help us do a few things. But we've got Aaron's and hers like this down deep into the ministry like this. An engine. You can't do that. You can't continue in this trajectory unless you have those things. And magnified or accentuated. Depth of teams. Because as God builds and God adds, he keep look. He keeps adding more arrows. The breadth of your ministry used to be here to here. We had youth, children, uh, helps, and one or two other things, and that was it. Now you got colleges and multi-sites and Bible colleges, and you know, you're, now the funnel's out here, and this is out here. The neck he has to keep getting bigger, so we need more bodies to delegate, empower, and entrust to. And it gets bigger. Then when it's out here, you got all this stuff. Instead of five things when we started, that works really nice so that each, each chair can have one thing to do <laughs> until God gives you six. And then you don't add a sixth chair. One chair has to do two things. Nobody's amening. You understand? What? Okay. Yeah. And when he gives you... 25 things to do, each chair has to lead five things. You don't take them all on. Each chair, each has five things. When he gives you 26 things, the 26th thing, then they have to, one chair has to lead six things. They have to become generalists. You can't have specialists. I only do children. I only do youth. I only do praise and worship. I only, I only, I only. And you're only going to go so far with a bunch of I only's. <laughs> you, you, you have to have general. That's what a generalist is. I mentioned it yesterday, and I don't have time right now to unpack it. But the, that's what a generalist, a person who can lead anything. Amen. Why? How can they lead anything? Well, they don't know about children. I could lead your children's ministry because I'd have people smarter than me that know something about children, but I wouldn't lead them because I know how to lead. I know how to do this with this. And that's what they have to know. Then they can lead anything. So we need leaders. Oh, I don't want to be a leader. You know, I'm not, I wasn't born a leader. Nobody's born a leader. Jesus grew in wisdom and thereby in favor with God and man. Nobody's born a leader. You learn to be a leader. 
you take risks. And leaders give them opportunities to take risks and play the cymbals and blow the tuba so that they can become a leader. Okay, so depth of uh, Aaron's and hers, depth, therefore, of teams, and then an 85% rule. What does that mean? That means that everybody within one year has somebody who's 85% of them in one year. Is, is that impossible in some cases? Yes, because there's such a gap between the leader's expertise and this individual. But that should be the goal. And I would bring somebody onto my team and I'd say, sir, if I promoted them from within the organization or I recruited them from outside of the organization, I said, sir or ma'am, you have one year to create at least one person to be 85% of you, and if you don't do it, you have fired yourself in 12 months. 85% rule. Because how are we going to develop? How is this going to happen? It would take forever. You know, we'll get them 15% this year, 20 next. No, come on, let's disciple them and get them in at least one person. You know, if we can get the whole group, great. And how are you going to be able to move out of this chair into the chair over here? Somebody else is going to be in this chair. When Pastor Grunewald and Michelle are gone, doing what God's called them to do now, there's somebody in this chair. And they're here. They're still in charge, ultimately, in charge. They're the ultimate CEO. But somebody's in this chair running the show, right? Yeah, with competence and skill sets. And this person is 85% of them sitting in that chair. And this person in the chair now is developing these chairs to be 85% of him because we don't know where God wants to use him next. And one more thing before Pastor Whitfield interrupts the training. <laughs> Simultaneous versus sequential. When you've done this, when you've done this, then you'll have this. It's kind of like issues, problems turned into opportunities. The opportunity you will have if you do the first two boxes is that you will be able to work simultaneously on the more God adds to, the more arrows he drops onto your ministry, then you, there will be teams, depth of teams down here. I mean, just look at this and times 25, so you've got depth of teams all across here and simultaneously they're all working. So in other words, you got this problem. With the skeleton crew, you put one person on this and say fix it. Guess what? Nothing happens. Hardly. They go home, work by themselves, have a couple people. But if you take this and break it down, as some have, 
I'm not telling you to do this, but just to give you an example, they call this the door. Here's the, here's the destiny of the people. That's why I got a little people here, a little person. He, God sends this people to your door. And then you build a pipeline to get them jump-started to become a leader. You need all the leaders you can get to, to continue on that trajectory. And the higher you go on the trajectory, the more leaders you're going to need to have. So let's start pumping them out here. And te- but you put one person on this or one team and you make, let's fix this whole thing. As opposed to the doorway to destiny, this is every individual that God entrusts to you, this is their destiny out here. What are you doing to develop their destiny? And so here's the door. He sends them to the do- your door for a purpose, not to just be part of a crowd and sit there and do nothing. So he sends them to the door for a purpose, and the first part of it is to develop their destiny. So, we, no, we... Uh, just thank you. They discover their destiny. They discover who they are in Christ if they just got born again. They discover who you are. What's your culture, your DNA, your expectation? We expect everybody here to get involved and become a leader. That's the expectation. That's, that's what you're doing, right, with the pipeline. So thank you. Uh, discover their, they discover their destiny here, who they are in Christ, who you are. Then they, the next step in the training and discipleship process is they develop their destiny. So they get involved and they get uh, placed on teams and they, and they, or they, they get additional training. And then they are deployed to their destiny. Then we make sure that we, tr- we equip them, we train them, we have a job description, we give them an orientation, we introduce them properly, we incorporate and assimilate them into the workforce properly. We don't just throw people into the breach. And we're terrible at that. And so there would be a team here working on, what was the first one again, discover. There's a team working on develop. There's a team working on deploy. And there could be more, but you break it down. See, you organize your ministry by God's mandates, but all the sub-functions of those mandates, all the sub-functions. That's why you need more people and more teams. You just can't put one person over evangelism and say, make it happen. Because you have outreach evangelism. I mean, if you even have evangelism at this point. But you got outreach evangelism and event evangelism and one-on-one evangelism. Mean, you got a lot of dimensions. Children's ministry. You've got the little goobers there. What are the, uh, you got the, uh, an- the ankle biters. And then you got the tod- you know, nursery, toddlers, kids this, kids that, super kids. You don't just give somebody, make this happen, children's ministry. No, you got all these component parts, the sub-functions of one main function in every area of your ministry. 